Shine your power and purpose with Aditi. Hi, I'm Aditi, and I created this podcast to inspire you to authentically live your dream life, stand in your power and let go of fears, and pursue your passion by taking aligned action. I'll explore topics around self-growth, mindset, courage, and shedding limiting beliefs to transform yourself. Hear from some inspiring people and their stories that will show you how to shine bright and step into your greatness. So let's get started and follow me on Instagram at Aditi Personal Power. Hello, hello, warm hello. I'm Aditi and I'm so excited to be chatting with you for episode two, which is all about limiting beliefs. I'm going to dive deep into this subject and it's definitely a build off of episode one where I talked about myself, my story and why I started this podcast. Really quickly, for those who uh, were unable to listen to episode one, my name's Aditi. I'm an Indian American who's grown up in the Bay Area, in beautiful California, where the definition of success from those who've surrounded me has definitely been around the hustle and the grind and checking all the boxes to make sure that you can achieve an amazing professional lifestyle. There's so many stories of immigrants who've come here and been able to start entire new tech companies from scratch. And these entrepreneurs are definitely sources of inspiration for me. However, I also have this Indian side of me from the spiritual angle where my grandparents had definitely exposed me to some amazing forms of um, kind of yoga and puja and, and meditation, which allowed me to find this source of inner peace and inner fulfillment, which in itself felt like success on its own. So these are two very different forms of success or what you can call making it, quote unquote. But both of them are just as important for me and I embody both in my day-to-day life. So I do want to talk about this because if success is really what we're all striving for, which is definitely the case, humans since the beginning of time have always been chasing success and wanting to live leave a legacy, whether it's the pyramids or ancient temples or even forms of art and music or science. Um, basically, everyone is trying to leave an imprint in society. And so everyone wants to build what's quote unquote, a successful living. So if that's really the case, then what is stopping us from getting there? Well, that's limiting beliefs. And so I am fascinated by limiting beliefs. I want to overcome limiting beliefs myself. I'm on this journey. I want to take you on this journey with me. And I'm going to explore limiting beliefs from two different angles. One angle is going to be more from a practical, logical point of view. The idea that limiting beliefs can definitely be impacted or addressed by using these tangible mindset shifts, which are very practical in nature. The other way you can address limiting beliefs is through some of the spiritual work or energy work, as we call it. And I'm going to tackle that as well. And so I'm going to dive right into this and start off more from the energy angle because I think that's an area that's not talked about enough and so, so important to chat about. So let's start right away on that. If a limiting belief is just basically a negative thought pattern that goes round and round and round in your head, then how can we just stop that negative thought pattern and so that we no longer have that? Well, The first thing you need to know is that every thought pattern is just a form of energy. Thoughts are energy. Now bear with me on this. Let me explain why. 
every single piece of matter around us or or just anything you see around you is vibrating, right? Like I am vibrating, a rock is also vibrating because there are molecules that are actually vibrating at such a fast pace that we cannot see it with the naked eye and you have to in quantum physics it's proven but basically we are all all of our forms of matter they're all vibrating molecules and they're all emitting energy and so everything around us is emitting energy thoughts are also a form of energy and they're wafting around us and and emitting their own frequency as well elizabeth gilbert who is the author of eat pray love actually talks more about this in her book big magic i definitely recommend it but she says that thoughts come to you you do not create a thought or manifest it on your own it comes to you this is actually coming from ancient cultures like even in greek civilizations for example you are not a genius when you were an artist or somebody who was very creative genius came to you so it was actually an external source that came to you similarly thoughts are external sources that come to you this is also in hinduism it's a belief system that exists there so in a lot of ancient cultures but at the end of the day if you just think of thoughts as a form of energy then a negative thought is basically a low vibrational frequency it's an energy source that's actually emitting low vibrational frequency so if you want to attract positiveness in your in your life, then you need to emit higher forms of vibrational frequency, which means you need to cleanse the energy inside of you and get rid of the negative vibes so that you can let in the positive vibes. And actually, this is very much speaking to the law of attraction. If you have not heard about the law of attraction, I highly recommend you check out this book called The Secret, and it talks all about this. But the law of attraction is this idea that we are all emitting energy. We are all vibrational beings, right? And we all have these frequencies that we're emitting. And you have the ability to control that energy and those thoughts. If you can do that, then you're able to control the conditions in your life. So let's say you're manifesting or you want, for example, a dream house. Now, the way you do that is by emitting positive thinking around the house, building vision boards about the house so you can see what it looks like in your brain, and then writing gratitude posts like as if you already have the house, and then hustle a little bit, of course. I, I never, I think you always need to hustle so it's not just, you know, believing and hoping it will happen. Then you look for it, and then suddenly you will actually see this house appear in front of you. Now, there's tons of anecdotal stories like this that prove this to be the case, um, but I don't want to digress. I want to go back to this point that if limiting beliefs are thought patterns and thoughts are just form of energy, then if you want to emit higher vibrational frequency and get rid of the lower vibrational frequency, you've got to do some energy healing or energy cleaning work. So that got me intrigued. I started thinking, well, how do people do energy healing? This must be some ancient practice that's been done forever. So again, as an Indian American, I wanted to bring in my Indian roots and see, is there anything from my ancient Hindu culture that I can meld into this and see how energy can actually be addressed from a Hinduism angle to help you actually cleanse yourself so that you can let in only positive thinking and start kind of living a more successful lifestyle. And actually there is. So in Indian culture or in um, in Hinduism and even in Buddhism, because Buddhism stems from Hinduism, there's this concept of the chakras. 
Chakras are actually energy sources that live in your body. There are seven primary chakras and you may have even heard about them in, if you've done any kind of yoga. Yoga classes talk all the time about chakras because a lot of the um, movements that you do in the body are meant to help um, kind of fix some of the chakras which are these energy sources in your body. So let me just talk through them really fast so that you know where they are so you're aware and then you can take a, you know appropriate action to to investigate them further but the first chakra is the root chakra the root chakra is basically at the base of the spine in the tailbone area and it's all about survival so it's like things like food and money you generally don't feel this chakra at all unless you are really like at the lowest level of maslow's hierarchy and you have absolutely no food, shelter, money, you know, those kinds of things. The sacral chakra, if, if I'm saying it correctly, is right above that. Um, that is basically the area that is all about um, abundance, well-being, pleasure, and sexuality. This is a very important chakra as well. It's in the lower abdomen area, and this is um, basically you know, helping ensure that you tap into your sexual energies like your femininity or your masculinity to, um, you know, spread and shine the truest and best versions of yourself. And you have to embrace that part of you as well. It's not something to be feared or not, not something to be stigmatized. It's important. Solar plexus chakra is the, is the chakra right above that in the upper abdomen in the stomach area. This is the, this is the one that's all about self-worth, self-confidence and self-esteem. Above that is the heart chakra. Chakra. The heart chakra, I definitely feel all the time. It's located at the center of the chest, just above the heart. Um, it deals with compassion, love, inner joy, and peace. I bet a lot of you have felt the heart chakra before. In fact, I sometimes feel pain in the heart chakra, and that's actually a very common thing. For example, if you've had a broken heart, one of the things you can do in yoga is to do upward facing dog, and that is meant to help shine open the chest and heart area and open up that heart chakra, which is really, really important. Above that is the throat chakra, which is in the throat area. It's to do, it's everything to do with self-expression of feeling and communication after that is a third eye chakra which is the one that if you ever do meditation people say close your eyes and try to you know focus on the region that is in at the forehead between your eyes and that center region is called your third eye chakra this is the area that's all about intuition imagination visualization and um, the one right above that is called the crown chakra the crown chakra is at the very top of the head and this is actually supposed to be the area of connection to spirituality, our wisdom, our pure bliss. In fact, when I do meditation, if I go deep enough, then I can definitely feel my third eye chakra start to light up. And then my crown chakra, definitely I feel this white light wash over inside because the crown chakra emits a white color light. And the, the feeling is almost like as if some shaft of sun rays have come through from a skylight and it's pouring on the top of your head. You definitely feel like you're shining from above. I highly recommend you try meditation and try feeling some of these things they're really really powerful but at the end of the day all of us have these seven chakras and the important thing here is that with energy healing in the form of yoga in the form of meditation in the form of pranic healing which is a whole other kind of healing pattern that you can kind of do some research on 
what it does is it removes the blockages of energy that, that are preventing your energy from feeling healthy. And then that way you're basically removing your limiting beliefs because then all the negative energy that you're, you know, creating or storing inside of you no longer has a place. So highly recommend that you take a look at uh, pranic healing or look deeper into kind of some of these concepts because it's going to really, really help. Pranic healing, by the way, is comes from the word pran and pran means life force in Sanskrit and a life force is the life energy, right? That energy that's flowing inside of you. So this is all interconnected. So um, again, take a look at that stuff. Uh, another thing I want to bring up is this concept that, that the Japanese do is called Reiki. Reiki healing, um, if you've ever heard of it, there are Reiki masters out there. But what they do is, a, is like for their living is actually their job is to help um, people overcome any any injuries or issues or ailments that they have in their energy chakras so what they actually do is they take their their healers right they take their palms and their hands or sometimes without any touch they're able to heal physical parts of the body uh, where your chakras actually reside and that's really really cool because basically someone is helping you overcome some of the the the, the issues in your body from a from an energy point of view and all of us have energy challenges in our body right like we're born without them but then over time through conditioning we have these challenges so I actually I'm thinking myself whether I should go to a, a Reiki person just like you would go to your doctor for you know a, a, a physical these are really important things like you need to cleanse the mind you need to cleanse the energy you need to cleanse your physical body of course um, and so these are really important things to do so that is kind of the entire area of um, the spiritual side of things and how energy is basically the, um, kind of emitted in these frequencies and how negative energy is these negative thought patterns are basically coming from your limiting beliefs. So the more you can work on removing that from your system, the better off you are to then attract positive things and start manifesting what you really, really want. So really cons uh, encourage you to look into that space. Now I'm going to go into the practical side of things, the logical side of things of addressing limiting beliefs. And I think a lot of us have heard this, but at the core, if limiting beliefs are asking you to question your self-worth, then what's the antidote to questioning self-worth? Well, that is practicing self-love, right? If you are so, so confident in yourself because you love your every single part of you, including your flaws and your imperfections, then limiting beliefs have nothing on you, right? Like you no longer are affected by your imperfections because you actually love them because they make you who you are. It's a definitely a journey to get there. And I think everyone is on a self-love journey, but there are a few tangible mindset shifts you can take to help you get there faster. But first, I want to preface this by saying that the reason we have limiting beliefs in the society and culture today is because we come from a world where we are constantly fixated on, on fixing ourselves, right? That we are not good enough and that we need to fix mistakes in ourselves. Like as if a mistake is a punishment and needs to be punished. And what I mean by that is like, you know, when I was a kid, if, if, I, if I did poorly on a test, like if I had bad test scores on something and I had a bunch of red marks on, on a sheet of paper, then those red marks meant that I am imperfect, I messed up, I'm a failure, right? And instead of looking 
looking at those mistakes as like, all right, these are learnings. Now take these learnings as places of opportunity where you can build skills so that you can better yourself. This is almost seen as like, oh my God, I am not worthy. My self-esteem is dropping because I got an F on this test or whatever it is, right? So these are really, really uh, formative times, right? Your childhood years are formative times of your years. And if you're exposed to concepts like this where mistakes are punished and seen as failure, then no wonder we have so many challenges with overcoming our limiting beliefs because we come from a society where we are told that we need to fix ourselves because our self-worth is entirely based on what the world considers as perfection, as, uh, achieving perfection. When in fact, achieving perfection is 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 like it's like not even true it's not even a thing um in order to achieve perfection you need to be not human right you need to actually love your imperfections and in fact your imperfections are what make you diverse unique and a blessing on earth if we were all the same then we'd all be robots and we wouldn't be contributing anything to this earth but because one of us is stronger in something else or weaker in something else then we apply our strength to get something done and we ask our friend or our colleague or our partner who is stronger in something else to complement our weakness. And so then we start forming the pieces of the puzzle and we connect ourselves together to build whatever greatness it is that we're trying to achieve in life. So that's a very high level, but let me just give you a tangible example. Let's say you want to start your own company. Like, I don't know, it could be like a food business or something like that. And you are an amazing cook and you love to be creative and you like to come up with new ideas. So your entire strength area is very much in the creative side of things. And you know that you're creating something that's going to be uh, very, very big for the business and for the market and you're ready to kick it off. However, you're not very good in your finances. You don't have necessarily a financial sense. Maybe you're not good at math or something else. So you could either beat yourself up for that and then say that I'm not able to start my business because I'm just not good at math and then just stop your business. Or what you could do is actually be inspired, have this passion that you're fired up, that you really want to kick off your business and start teaching yourself and start looking up classes. And, you know, the information is at our fingertips. So figuring things out and then building your skills accordingly, that's a very nice kind of encouraging way of building the same skills versus getting a test score with poor marks. And you'll still end up with the same result that you'll be credible and certified in certain areas where you needed to build skills. The other way to do it is that if you don't want to learn about finances and stuff, who's saying you have to you don't have to be a superhero in everything right what you can do instead is hire your friend hire a colleague who actually is um maybe a financial whiz and can help you with some of the revenue projections that you need for your business and so together you both actually form the best duo that exists for your business and that's actually the beauty of humanity us coming together to form the pieces of puzzle to actually kick off a business that's why we need to embrace our, our, our diversity and kick off um you know what our strengths are and assert those so the three ways to really ensure that you can have these mindset shifts and practice self self-love are the following number one is affirmations affirmations are so incredibly important i can't tell you how much how important they are because when i was a kid i used to look at these things and wonder why would anybody sit there and write to themselves i am powerful i am great i am radiant i'm confident i'm strong i mean we should know all this innately and actually we do but affirmations are there to remind you because we have been so conditioned in this world that we sometimes forget who we truly are so practice affirmations write them down because writing is incredibly important 
important and, and a very powerful practice and then actually say them you have to say them if you don't say them then you're not doing half the work so say your affirmations, say them out loud, you will start emitting that vibrational frequency that I was talking about earlier and bringing and attracting more of that kind of likeness of, of powerful strength, whatever those words are that you're saying towards yourself. The second thing you need to do is be vulnerable. I know it's much easier said than done, but the vo- more vulnerable you are, the better it is. Because what happens is that why do we have issues with being vulnerable? Well, it's because we are trying to hide people, hide from people and from ourselves certain things that we think are shameful. And those shameful things are usually our imperfections. But if you start speaking openly about your imperfections, they're no longer scary and you no longer feel afraid of them. And then that means your limiting beliefs have nothing on you because your limiting beliefs are trying to make you question your self-worth. But if it's all out there in the open and you start seeing people are still compassionate and listening to you and you still are fine, you're not you know, it's not the end of the world, then limiting beliefs have lost their power over you. And then the final thing you need to do is assert your strengths versus focusing on your weaknesses. And I talked about this with the uh, business example, but if you're able to focus on your strengths, like you're really good at marketing, you're really good at sales, you're really good at this creative stuff, connecting the dots, building entire plans, being strategic, then focus on that. And then instead of trying to punish yourself for being weak, either learn the skills out of pure passion or bring someone else to the table who actually is really good at it to help you get where you need to go. So bring bring these things to the table, get where you need to go and start focusing on what does it what do I need to do to become successful? What does it take? What are the limiting beliefs that I have today and how do I get there? So the easiest way as a next step for all of you to to get to your your you know your dream life, to live more authentically is to do the following. Imagine that you're living the best version of yourself, whatever it is that you really, really want to do in life. Um, Just picture that lifestyle, picture that vision, picture that career, picture that house, picture that, that person that you really want to be with, whatever it is. And then as you're picturing it, immediately you're going to start hearing hearing limiting beliefs come to you. Start capturing those down. What is your inner voice saying to you that you're not capable of this? Who do you think you are? All these things, start capturing them down. Once you start capturing them, you'll have a list of where are the areas where you start. You need to start working on yourself. Is it is it a self-worth issue? Is it a confidence issue? Something else is going on. What is it specifically? And then start focusing on addressing those things and you address them in the two ways that I talked about right one is through the energy work which is like yoga meditation or going to a Reiki master the other way is through the actual you know tangible aspects which is the affirmations and asserting your strength and being just vulnerable and you know read Brene Brown's books on vulnerability I think her book Daring Greatly is one of the most powerful reads there is so net net you are totally meant to do amazing things on earth. You were here as a blessing. You are here to share your gifts with the world. So don't starve the world of this, especially don't starve yourself. Otherwise, you will live a, live, live a life of regret. And that is definitely something you don't want. Limiting beliefs at the end of the day are just a small, tiny voice. And you know that you are so much more capable than that. So 
Try some of these tips. Let me know how they work. Please share in the comments below. Please provide your ratings. I'd love to hear from you. And then follow me on Instagram at Aditi Personal Power. I'd love to connect with you directly. Please direct message me. I'd love to hear your stories. I want to hear how you've been tackling your limiting beliefs. And um, I hope that today's episode was helpful for you. All right. Well, take care, everyone. And I will chat soon.